Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, good morning, radio listeners. I am Jay Garvins, and let me be the first to say happy Memorial Day weekend. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, where I've got a great conversation today, a great guest today, but none of that is as important as honoring our fallen heroes, individuals, Memorial Day, honoring all men and women that have lost their life in the line of duty, particularly those who have perished in battle defending this country and our way of life, service members who died in the service of their country. It's important to take a moment of silence as we live in the freest and greatest nation in the world, honoring those individuals that have paid the ultimate price, their life, for our wonderful country. I have experienced some of Memorial Day myself, not personally, thank God, when I served in the military from 1986 through 2000, a 15-year career as a medic, as a hospital administrator, platoon leader from a medevac platoon in the 4-7 Cav and 1-1 Cav over in Germany, serving in Fort Sam Houston, serving in Fort Lewis, of course, serving in Fort Carson, serving in Fort Lee, Virginia, Budigan, Kasern, Hanau, Frankfurt, all around the world, some of the most wonderful years of my life, but on not one occasion, but several occasions, as a medevac pilot, I had the horrific experience of losing pilots that I flew with, an honor to uh, CW2 Bobby Brown, who I flew with in Kuwait, who perished in Korea in a helicopter crash, and then... CW3 Al Jewett, instructor pilot, friend of mine, flew across the country with him. He perished in Iraq. So it is a very important weekend, first and foremost for those loved ones who have lost a family member in battle of our way of life and country. But also on a lighter side, this is, of course, the graduation weekend of the year. And every single year I say congratulations, graduates. This year it's a little bit different. As I sit at the microphone, we're less than 24 hours away from my son graduating from Cheyenne Mountain High School, class of 22. I thank God that uh, the mask and restriction mandates have been lifted. My prayers go out for all of the families of 2020 and 2021 that were forgotten graduates in celebration. I feel for you. I said from the beginning, God let us not have the cure be more painful and more costly than the disease, but we did as a nation. I'm going to get into that today, but not right now. I want to say that you can call me personally at 719-330-1457. I'm here for you. I've got my energy drink. I've got my cool bottle of water. I've got Justin Hermes from Real Estate Realities. That's going to join me in the conversation. And I want to let you know that you can call me directly. I would love to help you with your next purchase or refinance 
transaction. Many of you know, you listen to my show, I do 95% education with the heart of a teacher, 5% promotion, but it's that promotion of helping you competitively with the perfect client experience the next time you need any type of loan at all. I don't care if it's a line of equity, a second mortgage, a primary mortgage, a VA loan, a FHA, a government loan, a conventional if you're looking to purchase, even if you are in your golden years and you have a fixed monthly income and you see inflation pinching all the extra change in your pocket, you can do research on a reverse mortgage. A reverse mortgage is simply an FHA mortgage that instead of making a payment that reduces your principal balance and pays the interest in order to own the home, a reverse mortgage, which you stay fully in ownership and on title in your house, you work with a government FHA loan to where the interest payment is set aside every month. Let's say that that's $700 of an interest payment only every month, and you want to stay in that house 100 more months. That means that if you took $700 a month times 100 months, there would be $70,000 of balance added to your loan when you sell and move out of the house. It allows you to have no monthly mortgage payment at all, more than enough equity to leave your loved ones and heirs, but it makes you balanced financially rather than house rich and cash poor. I've spoke to so many of you, Elaine, Bert, Tiffany, Lorna, all of you I've spoke to about helping you. We have helped over a dozen people in the last six months go through this process, and I would love to help you. You just have to call me at 330 330- one four five seven. But for the remainder of the show, the topic I want to talk to you about, which is near and dear to my heart, just you and I, whether it's for the next three minutes, eight minutes, or for the full hour, Colorado Property Tax Relief. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the conversation that you and I will have. That's the conversation that Justin Hermes will be giving his opinion on, but Colorado property tax relief. Now, I've got my outline here right in the studio. This is as a result of the articles that I've seen, that you've seen hopefully in the Gazette and swirling around Colorado about the fact that obviously rising property values are expected to cause an increase in property taxes. And Colorado is one of the top eight most affordable states in property tax, but just the value increase alone, the skyrocketing value within Colorado is expected to cost Coloradoans an additional $1.3 billion alone in property tax over the next two years. What to do about this? I am telling you the state legislators have been fervently working on a bill that's now becoming law about proposing, quote-unquote, by a Gazette article, a $274 tax refund by 2023. And what's interesting about that is immediately in the Gazette, we have an article that was posted by Schleicher, our county assessor, where he said that this is not a tax refund or reduction it's simply more of a tax savings, and it's temporary at that. So we're going to get into that. What does that mean when our state legislators say that you're going to save about $274 in a refund or relief based on a house generically valued at 500000 
We're going to pick that apart. I'm also going to talk about the uh, governor's coveted $500 refund, which is actually an existing law of Tabor that's in place. So we're going to play politics a little bit, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I'll be right back. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, great to be back with you. I am Jay Garvin's host of the Jay Garvin Show, right here on Caradio. Today, I'm talking about Colorado property tax relief. Now, this is a business show. That's why we're talking about taxes. This is a finance show. That's why we're talking about money. This is not a political show, even though it will seep into the conversation like mold into a Texas home. Oh, no, he didn't. But basically the legislators, there's articles in the Gazette, there's articles in the Denver Post that I've reviewed, that I've talked about. It intrigued me to see on the surface that we had Colorado legislators push for a $700 billion property tax and Tabor Relief Act. So basically it sounds like the politicians are giving us a big favor in result of inflation that's also given us economically by the legislator, the pandemic stimulus, the current administration, all of this. I honestly believe if you just leave Americans alone and like Texas, if you would only go into session every other year, we would be better off because we would have less laws, less red tape, and less legislation. But there's another article here that talks about Colorado property tax relief. Won't actually cut taxes at all, El Paso County Assessor says. And I think that there's a big part about that. Schleicher, our county assessor, put it in very good terms, and I want to get into the meat of the show. Bill 238 actually proposes not permanent but temporary adjustment in property tax rates. So this applies to you who owns a home. If you don't own a home, this doesn't apply to you directly. It certainly applies to you indirectly because when taxes go up, when insurance go up, cost of repairs go up, your rent's going to go up. It used to be $1,200, then it was 1400 Now it's 1800 and up to $2,200 a month for a three-bed, two-bath, single-family home. The proposal is this, and I'm only going to talk about property tax for single-family residential units. This goes into commercial. This goes into all different varieties of multiple family and all of that in this tax relief. I am going to focus solely on the single-family residents to keep the conversation linear. But in this House bill, it will adjust assessment rates 29% to 27.9%. Now, that's for commercial properties. 
but more specifically for residential units, which I'm going to focus on, it's going to adjust approximately a 6.95% tax rate to a 6.765 property tax rate for residential properties. Now, Colorado as a whole, averaging about 6.2% in annual property tax. That means if you have a million dollar assessed house, you're going to pay about $6,200 a year. We're already in the top 10 for the entire country. For the record, Hawaii has the lowest property tax rate, which is obviously countered by their exceptionally high property costs and value. And Alabama is actually number two. Down the list, Colorado is number eight. Douglas County, which just is north of County Line on Monument Hill, are at a 6.8% annual tax rate. A million-dollar home, $6,000 of property tax. Now, El Paso County is 4.8% tax rate. Now, if you took El Paso County as a state, we would be tied with the second lowest in the country of the Alabama average. Now, you have counties like Park County, Fremont County, those are even lower than El Paso County. But then you have counties like Arapahoe County, Douglas County, Denver County, Pueblo County that are 6 and 7% tax rates. So Colorado as a whole is just over 6%, but El Paso County is 4.8%. And our tax relief for this two-year period, this is a temporary period in this Bill 238 that will become a law, I know the governor's going to sign it, will go from about 4.8% tax rate to 4.615. Now, believe it or not, you are not going to get any money back as a property owner. This is a play on political words. Basically, it's going to be this. Instead of your property taxes going up $600, they're only going to go up $400. And the legislative body says that's a savings of $274. So instead of paying $600 plus to the government in 2023 of Colorado for property tax, you're welcome. Congratulations. You're only going to have to pay $400. So it's a savings. You're welcome for your taxes not going up as much for a double whammy. One, Every other year in El Paso County, we have a tax assessment, but also we pay the piper for the increased values of the homes. So instead of the home going up approximately 15% in the next assessment in 2023, you are going to get a required $15,000 reduction in value for 2023 and 2024 as the law requires, and that means you're still going to pay more in property tax, but not as much as you would if you were actually in the normal circumstance. Now, this is like watching a dog chase its tail because it just goes in circles. But I'll tell you, there's one reason why the governor is playing this and why the legislative body is playing this in the fashion that they are. And it's a very simple two-word explanation. Election year. The same way Governor Paul has told us that he wants to decrease our state income tax. See, the Republicans did that in the 90s, took us from a 5% tax rate down to a 4.6% tax rate. They wanted to bring it down more than that, but of course it was blocked by the opposing party Democrats. Now, year and a half before the election last summer, Governor Paul has said, well, I think I want to decrease the tax rate. 
And now he's making sure that everybody knows that there's going to be a temporary relief in property tax. And then don't go anywhere after the break. I'm going to be talking about how they're twisting an existing law Tabor, the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights, which has been in place for decades now in Colorado. They're pushing the refunds by September rather than next spring for one reason. You guessed it, an election year. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to tell you how this affects you right after the break. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. My family away from my Carolina home Had dreams about the West and started to roam The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM We're back now, here's Jay Garvin's Hey, where's the beat? On the Thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Today I am talking, and I want you to call me with your comments and also the right to help serve you in your next purchase or refinance transaction. I'm talking about Colorado property tax relief. I've got Justin Hermes that's going to join me in the power segment as I branch and bring this all back together. But the big takeaways on this are fivefold. In this New Property Tax Relief Act, Bill 238, coming out of the legislature, being signed by the governor as we speak, takes a two-year moratorium on the generic tax rate of 4.8% for El Paso County to where they're going to have approximately that reduced to 4.615%. And what it means is that you're not going to receive a 200 or $300 or $400 check in the mail from the county, the state, or the governor, you're actually going to pay $274 on average across the state less in property taxes. So instead of your tax bill going up $1,000, it's only going to go up $750. Thus, you save that $200 plus. There's a formula. I'd love to go through the details with you. It's very simple. As our county assessor Schleicher said, if you have a single family home, currently valued at $500,000, and you pay approximately $2,953 in taxes, you're going to be anticipating a 15% increase in property values in 2023. But you also have to include the home's reduction in value by $15,000 as the law requires. That same home will pay $3,219 in taxes in 2022 to be paid in 2023, and that's $266 more rather than like $515 or more. Thus, you're going to have about a $250 to $270 savings of less money that you have to give the county in your property tax bill. You're not getting money back. You're just paying $250, $270 less. Say what? Congratulations. Go out to dinner and celebrate. Pick up, pick up. Now, 
The big challenge with this that County Assessor Schleicher and others see, as I read the articles, as you go through all of these different conversations, is the fact that once we hit 2025 and the temporary tax reliefs are gone and the full effect with the full appreciation is taken into account, then we could have tax shock, payment shock, when you see a thousand fourteen hundred dollar a month per house, if you own multiple houses, of an increase. No. And to me, this is just the typical. Now, let's be very, very clear. We have a hundred percent Democratic state elected officials: governor, lieutenant governor, treasurer, secretary of state, all of that. And we have a majority in the House of Representatives in Colorado and in the Senate. So all of these laws are made and controlled by the Democrats. And I'm saying, as a businessman, it's just one more example of typical politics. I'll state that with the next law that I'm going to talk about is the Tabor. We have articles here saying that, hey, Coloradoans are going to get $500 back from their government from the legislative body, from Governor Paulus by September. This is not a new law. When you look at this, you're actually looking at an existing law, which is TABOR, the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. And as it was unveiled, any extra money plus growth that's limited and funds left over, the state of Colorado has to give back to the citizens. The only difference in this legislative piece of paperwork at all is that instead of receiving your existing and already in place refund by spring of 2023, the governor and the Democratic legislative body pushed to have this delivered by August or September of this year. Again, why the hype? Why the articles? Why the emphasis on getting you money back? Now, of course, it's post-pandemic. I'll get into that in a minute, where everybody needs relief. It's inflation, where everybody needs relief. But it also suspiciously comes in September of 2022, as opposed to April of 2023. One more easy two-word explanation, election year. See, the governor wants this money in your hands. Because that's what Democrats do. We get stimulus money. We get PPP. We get all of this stuff for the pandemic so people can stay home. I didn't get to stay home. I didn't get any PP money. No self-employed, contractor, mortgage lender, real estate agent. Unless you're running a business, there was no dramatic relief. There was no unemployment. We just plowed on. But now we have this $500 a person, $1,000 a couple coming. By the way, I remind you, is money that is already yours and an existing law in place was giving you, that we are going to thank the legislator and the governor for doing this to us, giving this to us, providing this advantage to us. So from a business standpoint, when we get X amount of dollars given to us in stimulus, that's immediate gratification, but it's all the sum total of over $6 billion, with a B, dollars that was spent in stimulus over the last two and a half years, even though the cost of living and the cost of a dollar was far less in 1946 during World War II its end than it is today, please understand in an actual dollar amount, United States did not spend $6 trillion on the entire World War II in both theaters, Europe and Asia. That's every single aircraft carrier, every single field hospital, every single tank and bullet deployment, supply ship, gasoline, petroleum. And what do we as a country 
have to show for the money we have. And this comes down to you and me in El Paso County. We have additional national debt to show. We actually have additional inflation. And I went through in detail what inflation has presented to us and what the consequences are. Inflation obviously is not transitory. It is going to stick all the way into at least half of 2023. It's not stopped. It's above 8%. And that's a reality when you print money. Now that the short-term interest rates are going up, you are now seeing the falling of the stock market because just like Americans live on financed lifestyle, so do American businesses. So with these two laws, I want to give you the bottom line up front because I'm here providing solutions, and my solutions have always been the same week in, week out. Jay, how in the world? Because this is serious stuff. I have good friends of mine that are single working parents Lori comes to example where she was optimistic and excited the other day when she said, hey, I figured out how to afford gas and afford quickly increasing grocery prices. I'm going to go get a third job at King Supers and get a discount. What do winners do? Winners keep winning. What do workers do? Workers keep working. Keep looking for solutions. And that's you, Lori. I think you're an amazing human being. Derek, the same way. Wade, the same way, all single working parents. But here's the bottom line up front before I get into a conversation to sum up the show with Justin Hermes. Call me at 719-330-1457. If you have debt, I want to help you eliminate debt. Debt is your enemy. If you can get rid of your unsecured debt, You can undo the shackle, the handcuff, the chain that you have to the lender. And that's a lot coming from someone who is a licensed loan originator with Churchill Mortgage. But then again, we believe in debt-free homeownership. Follow Dave Ramsey's baby steps. They're very simple. Get a $1,000 emergency reserve now before the end of the month. You've got a day or two to do it. Then you start the debt snowball and get rid of all of your unsecured debt with the lowest balance first and gain momentum until it's all gone with gazelle-type intensity. Then you want to see exactly what it costs you on a monthly basis to manage your budget. Say that's $5,000 and you want to get at least three to six months of a budget reserve in an actual accessible checking, savings, or money market account. Not an investment, not a stock, not a house. Get $15,000 to $30,000 in reserve. Once you do that, that's your safety net. Then after that, with your money saved in your debt payments, you can start to put aside money for retirement in a 401k, in a cash account to buy a house, or a cash account to buy an investment property, whatever you want. Number five, which is focused for me right now, is college, paying off the debt you have or paying for your higher education with cash. Number six is paying your house off early. Notice there's no step to buy a house. That's like step three and a half. And then step number seven is to give away generously. That's what I tell you to do. And then the last thing that I'll talk about in the final segment is you really want to look hard at your retirement with inflation, the cost of living going up in Colorado in such a fashion that it is. Do you want to consider retiring or putting some of your assets in a more affordable state. My wife and I have done that with Tennessee, one of the only eight states in the union that does not have a state income tax. Property taxes are about equal to Colorado's, and the infrastructure of that state, Tennessee, are very strong. Florida's the same way, Oklahoma, Missouri. Texas is good except for their property taxes 
and so forth. You want to consider those things, but you have to get advice in order to do anything good for your family. So call me at 719-330-1457. I'll give you 30 minutes on the phone of free consulting, whether it ends up in a mortgage consultation or not. But you have to call me. I can't call you. 719-330-1457. We'll be back for the power segment when we invite in Justin Hermes from Real Estate Realities after this. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you up. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay, your host. I'm finishing up conversation about Colorado property tax relief with this new legislation that is coming into law right now that you'll see a refund in 2023 and 2024. Let me rephrase that. You will see a tax savings in 2023, 2024 on your property tax, not in money you get back in your wallet, But with the restriction on property tax assessment growth over those two years, you'll pay $600 more rather than $900 more. You'll also see a $500 check if you're single, a $1,000 check if you've already filed your 2021 taxes. By September, magically, by a pre-existing law, Tabor Taxpayer Bill of Rights, this will come in September as opposed to April of 2023, because you need tax relief and the governor needs your vote. It's election year, a lot of stuff going on, but why are we in this situation at all? Why do we have inflation? Do other states have it? Of course. We have limited contractors, higher material costs. Do others have this? Joining me for this final power segment conversation is Justin Hermes with Real Estate Realities, my friend. Welcome back from your uh, England trip. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Huge legacy journey with your family, huh? Yeah, it was fantastic. Can't beat it. Yep. And it's Memorial Day weekend. No better time to tell the story from your grandfather. He got honored. Share that with us a little bit. Yeah, it was great. We went over to his base that uh, he flew out of in World War II, Bassingbourne. Uh, He flew B-17s, and so uh, we interned. Um, some of his ashes there. They put a plaque together, did a flyover. The RAF put together some bagpipes, and uh, it was it was phenomenal. You couldn't beat it. We went around to some of the different cemeteries over there too, Cambridge, and you know it's funny. I think you go over there, they're almost more patriotic about America than some of the people who live here. Absolutely, and that's really what we're talking about today. So if you have a family member, a service member that you've lost uh, due to battle or injuries to battle, or even a service member serving us in the military. May God bless you. God bless your grandfather. My grandfather served as well on a naval ship in Asia as a uh, naval ship doctor. I had the humble experience on active duty myself 
But back in the United States right now with inflation and prices and stuff, it's almost a uh, domestic war zone, isn't it, buddy? It is. It's crazy. But, you know, I'm not shocked. And, and I think anytime you get government kind of, you know, involved in, uh, you know, like they are now trying to get involved at the state level now, slotting $140 million for affordable housing, um, the more government gets involved, in my opinion, the more problems it ends up generating. Absolutely. You've got Paulus's Family Care Act that now has increased payroll for each employee and employer in companies over a certain size. You've got all of the eviction foreclosure prevention, the Renters Protection Act, all of the affordable housing. All of this is great, but other states like Missouri, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Carolinas, Florida are not experiencing this because they have legislative bodies that are curbing additional laws rather than redistributing wealth. I want fair and equitable conditions for renters. You cover how many rental properties? 150. Yeah, fair and equitable? Yeah. I mean, the thing that's interesting because they got so much rental assistance now, we've probably had 100,000 in the last year of rental assistant paychecks come in through office, probably a little bit more, actually. And it's kind of wild because, you know, someone's paying for that. Someone's paying for that, and you're paying for that. I'm paying for that, and I have eight different properties, five different rentals, and Marlo and I are very equitable. We This is our business, but every year on a rolling scale, we pick the tenant that needs it the most in Christmas and call them up and say, Merry Christmas, spend your rent check, checks on your kids or your grandkids. See, if you have a moral compass, you don't need some pencil neck politician coming in for you. It's just that having that moral compass. And for you as an individual listening, the biggest thing that you want to do is, one, have a gracious heart and give to those around you, both in your time, your services, or your funds, and make sure that you are in a good position yourself. Because the best way to help the poor is to make damn sure that you're not one of them. Because then my wife and I can give six figures a year in things that we are passionate about. And one of those is tenants and living and affordable. But when you have a government in a state that's starting to look more and more like California and less and less like Florida, then these kind of special prizes and Christmas presents are needed because the rest of the year, legislatively and tax-wise, is so filled with burden. And you experienced that in your experimental research in California with property owners. Yeah, exactly. I think you look at San Diego's rent control. One of the first states that did rent control was in the 50s was New York City, actually. So they've had a rental board there for quite a while. I had a client moving back into their house in San Francisco, had to spend $20,000 to move back into their home, pay for relocation fees for their tenant. And part of it was because the kids had disabilities. They were nearsighted. And so they claim that as a disability, so you get a certain dollar amount for each disability in the household. Nearsighted, like glasses. Yeah, that counts as a disability. I kid you not, you can't make this up. So $20,000 they spent, and they paid their rent on time, so it wasn't an eviction deal. And these people aren't trying to kick them out and get another renter. They're just trying to move back into their home. And for the four years, they were so kind. They said, we're not going to raise rent at all. And then at the end of all of this, they said, hey, this is the right we have, and we're going to work through attorneys. And they spent $20,000. And a lot of that goes towards helping them relocate to a new place. So the rent control thing that you see in San Diego, people say, gee, that sounds like a great thing for renters. Well, what it starts telling the landlord is, is, hey, I'm not going to improve my property at all. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to do paint and carpet. I'm not going to stucco. I'm not going to keep up with the yard because why would I? If I have somebody telling me I can only increase my rent a certain amount, then 
I'll just never do any updates. Then all of a sudden you start to see these slum conditions, and that's what happens when government gets involved. Instead of letting the industry really compete, prices correct on their own. I just I don't agree with it, and it's sad to see the city of Denver now. Next year, if you have any multifamily, you have to have a permit bold, and then in 2024, if it's single family, you have to pull a permit for a long-term rental. And that's just putting the writing on the wall for what's going to happen. Then they're going to have all the information. You have to turn in your lease, and then the next step is rent the control. Rent control and the rental board. Yep, and then you have your yearly inspections, and there's fees for that and for the permits. How many years is that? 2024, if you have a single-family rental in Denver. If you have a multi-family rental, it's 2023. That's enough time to get my assets down to Tennessee. Music City, USA. We're, we're long behind that, though. We won't see that for maybe, you know, we're going to see a, a strong conservative stronghold here in the Springs at least another 10 years. And I love Colorado. Both of my kids are born here. Asher's graduating this weekend from an amazing high school. My wife was born and raised here, but... I've been very clear with you. One of the big takeaways from this show is you really want to consider retirement or an investment in these red states like Florida, Tennessee, Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas. The list goes on and on and on. There's obviously more than 30 of them. But that's the reality. When you look more like California, you're going to get the trends of California, which is to exit to go to states that have less burden on tax and regulation. Oh, 100%. I think, really, the fact is you can still buy now and be okay because we explain to people, you know, even if this was to come down the line, say, in 10 years, your rental numbers work right now. Rent control won't affect you because when it, when it gets down to El Paso County, say, worst-case scenario, in 10 years, they're telling you how much you can increase your rent each year. You're going, well, I bought this 10 years ago, and I was renting the house out for 2300 and I was cash flowing just fine. They're not going to come in and say you have to lower your rent. They're just going to say, hey, you can only raise it a certain amount. But if you've already purchased and the rental numbers work right now, you'll be fine with the government infringement. It's not going to be you know, fun, but your numbers will still work. It'll be yeah. the people who can't get in the market 10 years from now because of that. Well, and here's what my radio callers call and say, hey, Jay, are you telling me to buy in Missouri rather than Colorado? I'm like, no. You're still going to get more percent increase in value and in rents in Colorado in the next five years than any other state. So get in, get your money, see how things are in five years, and then you can adjust. You can do a 1031 exchange. You can sell and take the cash and pay the tax and put that all into retirement. Or like you said, you can go long-term like you and I. Marlo and I will always have four to six properties in this state. We'll just have the other half of our portfolio in other places. So in the last minute or two, as we finish out the show, what would you tell your buyers, my borrowers, the radio listeners, with this whole tax relief and the inflation and the cost of living in Colorado, what would be your one piece of advice? Well, I'd tell people really is that we're seeing relief in the market right now, big time, right? Big so time. stuff's starting to settle. And I think the big thing you have to look at is, is if you can stomach the 15-year mortgage, even when rates were at 3%, Still a 15-year mortgage. What is it, Jay? You pay for a 30-year mortgage three times over? Three times over, and it's only one and a half times over for a 15-year mortgage. So a 2% on a 30-year, you're going to pay a hell of a lot more to the bank back if you have a 5% on a 15-year. So I've gotten so sick of hearing people talk about interest rate. I just go, just do a 15-year mortgage. If you're really concerned about the interest rate, you could have a 3%. 
and be paying three times over the amount and you have an 8% on a 15-year, you're still better off with the 8% on a 15-year. Am I accurate in that? Yeah, and that 15% growth for the last three years, you could go into the stock market, which is going to show 7% growth on 7%. So I appreciate you coming in. Ending the show here, the biggest takeaway is just call me at 330-1457. I'll give you a 30-minute consult on any of these questions, complimentary. And as I state at the end of every show, just go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters. Congratulations to all the graduates out there, and God bless all the families and the veterans who have given back to our great nation. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.